Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, it has been a long and winding road, but we are finally here. We are wrapping up conference preview season, and we are finishing off with a bang with the conference that is back-to-back national champions. and. Biggs, I think we're going to, re- this will re- release on Halloween, which is October 31st. I think at that point, we will be under 10 days on the John Rothstein counter for the start of the season. How do you feel about that? Well, trick trick or treat, college basketball is an enormous treat. Yeah. and That's, that's how I feel. I've noticed recently, recently over like the last like two or three weeks, um, you know, you and I do a lot of self-reflection on us adapting and changing our stripes. Rothstein also did. He uh, he went away from doing the 34 days or 30 days for college basketball season. He went to hours recently. Did you see that? No, I did not. He, he's he's at, <laughs> we're at the hour. We're at the hour. Yeah. What are we at? Like 200 hours? <laughs> I saw one. It was like 555.5 hours. 550 hours. Yep. Uh, so, no, exciting times. What is that? Twenty-seven days or something? Twenty-five days? Uh, Twenty-four hours. Forty-eight would four hundred and eighty hours would be twenty days. So about yes, we're looking at like about twenty-three days. Yeah. So wow. just incredible. Which just is actually incredible. We're way less than that now. We're at like yeah, probably yeah. This is a couple hours. weeks ago I saw the tweet. Yeah. So we're gonna get into all of these teams, all the coaches, players, families, mailmen, right after this. All right, John, Big 12 Conference, our final big conference preview ahead of the college basketball season. Probably the next time we pod, we will no longer be previewing. We we are into, we are in preview season and spooky season. Do you want to start with big questions or tier talk? Tier talk. Absolutely tier talk. All right. Do, uh, what are your tiers? Break your tiers down. There My are tiers? only 10 teams in this conference. It's not yeah. 12 teams. People, people don't realize this. I'm so confused now because I have 11 teams on my tier, tiers, which is weird, huh? We'll have to figure that out later. And as you say, uh, it's spooky season. I wish I would have tried to think of like Halloween themed tiers. I so, wish I would have too. Um, a bit of self reflection on myself. That was bad. That was a missed uh, opportunity. Yeah. So moving on here. Um, I have five tiers here, Biggs. Which one do I want to go with first? Because like. Like I said, there's really no rhyme or reason to my tiers. It's just me trying to find creative ways to put these teams. Um, I'm going to try and start off with a bang. Um, I'm going to go... this West tier? Furthest West. Like, these teams are all, like, in a line. Like, four of them, are in, this, four of them are, are in the same state. True. I'm not a Google Maps expert, so I don't yeah. know which team is the furthest to the left. Okay. Actually, I have Furthest West. Um, this is my Bears tier. Bears. Yeah. Okay, we've got Baylor. Yep. There's two teams. We've got... What's Kansas State? Nope, they're a wildcat. Uh... I, don't, I don't know if you're going to get this one. 
I can't think of another bear. J- j- don't think of bear. Think of West. West related. Well, West Virginia? Yeah. The Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear. Coach oh, Huggins. Yes. That's my well bear tier. Played. Baylor and oh, West Virginia. I'm surprised you didn't get that one. Because you, you were on me like when I, last week when I did. What was the first one? It was. I don't remember. The, oh, the, the, was... a, the, the A tier. And you didn't bat an eye and you just went for the A teams. I was like, okay, he's ready for this. <laughs> um, this on this early Saturday morning. <laughs> the next one uh this has three teams bakes okay um it's called my uh tornado related tier tornado country that's got to be oklahoma yep oklahoma state yeah there's one more iowa state the cyclones yes the cyclones, cyclones. yes yeah. good job great call ames yeah. good city really yeah that's where harrison barnes is from okay and um, McDermott, Doug McDermott, their yeah, teammates. That's where Iowa State is. That, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's where McDermott used to coach. Yeah, that as well. Okay. Uh, let's see here. This one's going to be easy. We'll, we'll finish with a bang. This one's just right in the middle, so it's not going to be as fun. This is the Purple Rain tier. Purple Rain. That feels like it's got to have some sort of Minnesota connection because of Prince. Well, I thought this could be way easier, but it has nothing to do with Minnesota or Prince. TCU. And? Kansas State. There you go. The Little Apple. No, no trickery in that one. Um, This one is sort of, uh, you know, we're about to go into November here, Biggs, and uh, a big part of November is uh, No Shave November. There's also another one, but I'm not going to say it on the air here. Um, but this one is called No, no Shave November. <laughs> not that either but yes that that is true <laughs> no shave november bigs yes oh that's a team that i'm supposed to be picking that's three teams in this tier texas okay texas tech yep obviously chris beard related there there's one yeah. more and this uh, this will the be the tech, what's the texas tech uh is that just because chris beard used to coach there yeah that's literally it that that makes one hundred percent sense. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yep. There's uh, one other one, and this will be a repeat team. I actually have two repeat teams, so I do have twelve teams total. Two, five, seven. Yeah, I do have twelve teams. So, yeah, because Big Twelve, obviously. Duh. Yeah, absolutely. There have to be twelve teams. Yeah. Uh let's see. Another one would be Oklahoma. Yep. And why? Because of like the, the one kid who's got the giant beard. Yeah. <laughs> Tanner Although, to be honest, I think he actually did shave his beard. I hate to break. Did that he? Oh boy. So. He's gonna his, lose uh, his updated team photo roster. He looks pretty pretty nice. Looks I like gotta, he's got that thing I, under control. I gotta search this. Tanner Groves. Oh my god. So okay, we can talk about this later. But was the beard the source of his power? Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. Probably so, uh, though. Might be a terrible decision on his part there. I, I, the, the, the vibes aren't good. No, no. Uh, and then, uh, my last tier bigs, this one is actually pretty easy. This is, uh, the first time ever that we've had back-to-back champions from the same conference. Um, after, right after a tournament was canceled due to a global pandemic, a year after a team won the national championship, the year after they lost as a one seed to a 16 seed for the, for first, the first time, time ever. ever. Yeah. Um, do you know who's in this tier? There's two teams. This has to be uh, Kansas and Baylor. 
There you go. So yeah, Baylor. One of also... those teams came back from the largest uh, halftime deficit in tournament history too in the national championship game, but let's not talk about that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. The other team also um, made a big comeback in the second round as a one seed a year ago, but lost that game in overtime. Ooh. Yeah. After a Both BS these teams call. are really capable of falling behind by a lot to elite teams. Okay. Yes. That should have been what I called it. Yep. And then make a vicious comeback <laughs> against arguably the most storied program of all time. Yes. But I digress. Thanks. What'd you think of my tears? Uh, I would say it's, uh, I, I'm going to give it a solid A. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't give it, I don't just give A's out to anybody, John. You got to earn that. Your That's students don't, don't just get those. Nope. It's not, nope. not a participation trophy in the. A's are like, are like uh, a temple, you know. Mr. Biggs's classroom does not give out A's is what I'm hearing right now. That's right. You got to earn that. Yep. Kids ask, kids ask me all the time. Why did, why'd you give me my grade? I go, you earned that grade. <laughs> so you ask, ask, why did you they don't ask if they have an A? Because they're why did you earn that grade? Yeah. Why, why didn't you write better? Mm-hmm. Put your commas in the right spots, people. It's not that yeah. hard. Yeah. Right in the middle of boards. So you can pause. Yes. Yeah. Bay. Lur. Bay. Kim. Can. Zass. <laughs> All right, Biggs, let's get into your tiers. All right, John, I have five tiers as well. There's a little more order to it. Do you um, have any that are crossed here? No, I don't have any crossed tiers, unfortunately. I have, I have every team is in, you know, each, I only use each team once. So my, my, my quiz is a little easier to study for. Okay. What tier do you want to start with? Uh, tier three. Okay, there's five of them, just so you remember. Jesus. Okay. Tier three is we're more physical than our football teams. <laughs> we're more physical than our football teams. Texas Tech. Yep. Uh, TCU. No. West Virginia and Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa State is correct. Not West and Virginia? Not West Virginia. Not not <sighs> this year's West Virginia. Have you seen this roster? Oh, Huggy Bear's physical though. It's a yeah, he's he's got a he's having like a Laker crisis. His team's I don't know. I don't I don't like it. Oklahoma. Texas. So is Oklahoma right? No. So now you're just Although giving me answers. Do you, do you, do you also give answers in the classroom to people? I sometimes give out answers, probably a little too often. I need to make them. <laughs> I need to make them discover it on their own. I'm not great at that yet. So we have Texas Tech, <laughs> Iowa State. Texas Tech, Iowa State, Texas. Yep. Did I guess TCU already? You did. And I, did. And I got it We're wrong. We're in tier obviously. two. So Oklahoma State. No, you already named them: Texas, Texas Tech, and Iowa State. You said five. You said five tier, five teams. There's five tiers. There's three teams in this. Team. I swear you said it was five teams. Okay, that, that's why. Okay, so Got Texas it. Tech, Iowa State, Texas. Yep. Okay. Do you want tier four? There's two teams. Tier four, two teams. Tier Let's four go. is we're located in Oklahoma. <laughs> Tornado Central. Yep. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. It should. Be, yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. They're basically the same team. Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, they kind of are, except I think one of them's better than the other. Yeah. Avery Anderson. Tier 5, try hard and have fun. Kansas State. Yep. One team? No. West Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Now we have one and two left. 
One and two left. Tier two, we have the, the coolest nickname in the sport. TCU Horn Frogs. Yeah. Does it get I, I had I had a cool nickname. I was like sort of workshopping it. And I and like as I'm doing that, I kind of I'm like, okay, this team's gonna be in this tier, but then, then I think of a better way to group up the teams. So yeah. originally I had TCU as cool nicknames. Yeah, I, I I mailed it in a little on that. That's that's the low hanging fruit, and I took it. I'm not proud of it, but you know what? Uh, you know, got uh, time constraints. So, could you imagine I, I seeing a frog making, with a, a horn on it? Cool, you make a bracket with the coolest nicknames. TCU has to be a one seed, right? Could you imagine seeing a frog with a horn on it? Is it just one one horn, or is it like a like a like a complete like a horned? I hope it's just one. Like, so it's I like a it's unicorn, but it's a frog. Yeah. yeah. That's a funa, a funicorn. That's terrifying. It is. So we got the horn frogs are a one seed. The gauchos are probably a one seed. Uh, yes. I'm trying to think of someone else. The anteaters. <laughs> yes. I can't think of another one seed. No. We'll, have to, we'll have to think about this a little later. We'll have to workshop this. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. I, I, okay. I know who's in it. I'm going to try and think of. A name, what your name is. I know it's okay. obviously Kansas and Baylor. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna name exactly what I named it like five minutes ago. It was not that. I'm not that. Cl- I'm not that clever. Okay. Uh, we won national championships recently. It, it could be that, but it's not that. Okay, I'll just let you go then. Be our university's pride and joy. They are. Be, I mean, Baylor's be the reason that our colleges exist. Baylor's not bad at basketball. Um, Kansas actually can't. Is Kansas still playing well? They had like, didn't I see they had like a Heisman Trophy kind of candidate quarterback? I can't remember his name. For football, yeah, they've they've yeah. fallen off. Kansas okay. they started out five and zero. Oh, they're five and four now. Uh, there's there's a pretty real chance they'll finish like five and seven or six and six. Okay. So which is still incredible considering Kansas usually wins like two games. Right. Uh, but they're probably going to lose their coach. So. That's and Baylor, yeah, Baylor used Baylor has had some good teams, although I think they've kind of they've kind of maybe run into some hard times this year too. The Big Twelve is just kind of a, a trash yeah. conference. It's weird. Well, TCU is good. They're kind of a lame duck conference in football because they're two two flag bearers are leaving. Yeah, neither of them are any good either, though. No, not not really. Yeah, Oklahoma sucks, and TCU is good. They're all just kind of blah. Yeah. So, you know, I like your tears. Thanks. I, oh. I, I give my tiers a solid C plus. Okay. Self reflection time. So like a so like a D with the curve since you had an A. Basically. Is that how that works? You you can't compare yourself to my tiers, Biggs. They're just yes, incredible. True. Comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah. It's like uh if you're like a D student comparing yourself to the valedictorian. That's basically what it is. Yeah, I probably get more invited to, I I have more friends and I get invited to yeah. more parties. Right. Except I don't. No, I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, right let's here, get here in. Here are some of the big questions. I have three yeah. big questions. Three. Okay, we went from five to four to three. So yeah, next I'm, running, week, I'm running low on content. Next week, when we get to our co- college basketball as a whole preview, I'll be expecting two of them. If I have any, I I I, I need football season to end. <laughs> You're too so focused. I have time to do some grading. <laughs> Just always, always. All right. Here's my here's here's big question number one. Big question one 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 one. Big is that question a, one, 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 one. When did you get that soundboard? Holy crap! Right, you like that? We should get one of those. That'd be fun. Big voice guy. Yeah, there's like buttons I can just press do, and it just comes up with a uh, self reflection time time. 
it's time for some self-reflection. <laughs> Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech have represented the Big 12 in the last three national championship games. Why does it feel like this league is underappreciated when it's been the best league in college hoops for a majority of the last decade? Hmm. You know, I'm going to throw it back to, you kind of asked a similar question. Was it SEC? And I talked about like the coaches, but like this conference has the coaches too. They're not as flamboyant as like, like Bill Seth's obviously a hall of fame coach, but he's not like as flamboyant as some like the Calipari's or some like NATO or Eric Musselman. So maybe it's because the big 12 coaches are just more of a, you know, they're kind of like how we think about like NFL football coaches where it's just grinding fo- football tape and grinding everything and at like the team facility from like 6 a.m. to midnight. Maybe that's why. I can't. I have no way of verifying that Bill Self is there for 18 hours a day or. But that's like uh, a mentality. I, I know what right. you're saying. That's, that's you know a what I mean? It's not about the hours. Like, it's about the mentality. It's like the other conferences have coaches that are more worried about getting their name on like have like these cool viral videos and getting their names and bases on ESPN and CBS sports where big 12, is just like, they just care about winning and it shows because they've won t- the last two national championships the year, two years before that, actually, because you do forget there's a year in there um, between that Texas tech national championship appearance and the Kansas national championship where we didn't have a tournament. It's um, true. Yeah. yeah, crazy. And, e- and, and even a very real chance one of those two teams would have been. Yeah, there. Kansas was yeah a very good team that year. So, so Baylor, both of them would have been one seeds. Yeah. So a long, a long way of basically saying that uh, that you know these coaches only care about winning, not necessarily being in the limelight. I think I'm. I think I'm with you on this. The only the only coach who's really like who you could probably classify as like media savvy. Maybe not media savvy, but like one that's actually like present, like out there with with media stuff. Feels like it's Scott Drew, right? He, he's he he was he was doing last year. Like wasn't he doing like the he would step in and do like every year like when a coach like from one of the teams loses the the next weekend said coach is on like the CBS broadcast as like a as like a desk analyst or something. Wasn't he wasn't he doing that this last year? I think so. After yeah, I think so. And then, and I feel like if I remember correctly, he's popped up on like the NBA draft night occasionally. Like he'll be in there talking, and like he does seem like he is kind of the the ambassador for like Baylor hoops, and like he's out there doing salesman stuff, not in like a sleazy way, but just like he's Mister he's Mister just lovable, yep. you know. And he he he's putting himself out there. But like, when was the last time you remember Bill Self saying anything? No, and like I'm just, I'm looking at like the projected standings here, and it's like you know you just mentioned Bill Self, you mentioned Scott Drew, then we get into Jamie Dixon. He's never doing um, it. He never says uh, it. Yeah. And like, honestly, I'd say average college basketball fans, maybe, but for sure, but like slightly below average college basketball fans might not know who their coach is. Yeah. Yeah. You're you right. I mean, I mean? Jamie Dixon could walk into like, walk into somebody like a, a random person's house and they would not know who he is. Yeah. And then you have Chris Beard. Adams. They'd be like, oh, yeah. who's, who's grandpa is this? Yeah. Then you have Chris Beard, which I feel like the only way, reason his name is recognizable is because of the word beard. Um, you have Mark Adams, like who you, who you just said, very, you know, he's kind of like you hear about some NFL coaches say like Mike Zimmer when the Vikings hired him, like, oh, he's finally getting his chance after like 25 to 30 years of being an assistant. Yeah. Like, that's kind of Mark Adams. Um, he, just got, he looks like he's all the way grandpa. Yep. Oklahoma State, uh, Mike Boynton, um, he's very quiet. He, he had his like uh, time in the sun, like 
when they had like their tournament um ineligibility a year ago so he was you know arguing that um iowa state otzelberger you know first year coach a year ago same with oklahoma and porter moser uh, West Virginia Huggy Bear. Well, so I like, realized Porter Moser was a coach. They they probably think Sister Jean was the coach of those Loyola. Probably, <laughs> you know, like oh, this Porter Moser guy was he just was he Sister Jean's assistant? Yeah. <laughs> and then West Virginia, like he's the prototypical yeah. like grind it out. Like he was on a uh, part of my take a couple of weeks ago. They're interviewing for like a half hour, and like the first five to ten minutes, like he got better as the interview went on. But the first five or ten minutes, like they'd ask like an open ended question, and he'd be like, "Yep, nope." Yep. Huggy bear? Over no- yeah. <laughs> it was like, what is this? I think like- that's a bit too, because he's actually, he's, he's known for being super funny. Yeah. It got better like, towards the end, but yeah. like. But he's also like getting close to the put you out to pasture kind of time, you know, like he's, yep. he's, 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 he's too old now, but he's not like uh, I'm too old, but yep. he's getting there. <laughs> and Kansas State, I couldn't even tell you who their coach is. It's a Baylor assistant. His last name is Tang, which is a super underrated drink. Was it who who they have? It was a recognizable name not too long ago. I can't think of it. Bruce Weber? Is that who yeah. I'm thinking of? Yep, Bruce yeah. Weber. Yeah. Do you remember Tang? No. You didn't drink Tang growing up? It was like, a, like an orange juice? I Okay, now you say it. I remember it. I oh. don't believe I drank it. Oh, my gosh. You need to You need to next time you're at like Walmart, find some, some Tang. tang. Okay. It is good. So simple too. Should I get that or um, what's the Taco Bell Mountain Dew? What's that called? Baja Blast. Oh yeah, you should get that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I have like a hundred cans of Baja Blast out in my garage. Ooh, do you mix? I've like any? bought it is in it, bulk. It, it, is it a good mixer? I don't ever actually do it with a mixer. I should try that today. Yeah, you should. I've what? been I've been really into like. I tossed it into some vodka cider. if I were you. I tossed it into some vodka if I were you. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad yeah. idea. Yeah. I might. I'm gonna do that here in a little bit. Okay. All right, any, uh, what's your next question? Or do you have anything else to add? So to answer your question, basically, they don't care about being media darlings. Yeah, they have the they have the hockey player personality. They're just, they're, they're putting their head down and they're grinding. Exactly. Yep. All right, here's, here's, it's not necessarily a question. It's more of a, I'm just going to put the mic in front of you and say talk. Thoughts on uh, Big 12 expansion. League will be adding Houston, BYU, UCF, and Cincinnati. Uh, they'll be losing Oklahoma and Texas eventually which will actually bring our number to a perfect 12, uh, which is incredible. Uh, thoughts? They're doing what they have to in a reactionary sense after Oklahoma and Texas are you know, leaving. Is that next year? It's got to be next year. Those teams are at, they're coming in next year. Houston, BYU, UCF, and Cincy are. And are Oklahoma and Texas leaving next year? or is They're going to try to. I would okay. put it at like 50-50 they're out. I would okay. say 50-50 chance they have one more year after that. Okay. So my answer to that is they're doing what they have to, and they're essentially doing the best they can in a tough situation. Like those four teams, you mentioned UCF, Cincy, BYU, and Houston. Obviously Houston is the one that is like the, going to be the big money maker for them out of those four. Um, But does Houston itself replace the, you know, production as far as dollar wise that Oklahoma and Texas would have probably not. Um, so I think, like, my question here is obviously Kansas and Baylor are gonna like keep the basketball pro- like basketball side going. Like, do you think this affects the football side more? It has to. Well, without without question, the whole thing is driven by football. Like, that's right. not a 
that's that's not new. All of this realignment is driven by football. But but I actually think like the Big Twelve, it obviously gets like losing Oklahoma and Texas in football is huge. They will become for for all intents and purposes like uh, a a, st- a a level below Power Five, but a level above Group of Five. You know they'll they'll be like right. They'll, they'll just they'll, unfortunately they're just not a Power Five level like conference losing some of those teams, but. I mean, basketball wise, this is amazing. Think about think about if Houston were in this league this year, you'd have three top five teams in one conference. Yeah. And UCF, you've got the Orlando market now. I mean, that's huge. BYU, how many? I mean, they've had really good teams over the last decade. That's a that's a hell of a program. And, and Cincinnati has been a has been a sleeping has been kind of a powerhouse. They've been down here for the last three or four years since Mick Cronin left. But like prior to that. For like 15 years, they were always ranked. I, I mean, I think the league gets better. Losing Texas, I mean, Houston, Houston's far and away better than either Texas like, or Oklahoma. Like if you did it this year, definitely they're better. But even in the last 10 years, Houston's been better than Texas. Yeah. By a lot. And I mean, also... Those teams, I mean, like Cincinnati's been better than Oklahoma, probably better than Texas. BYU's probably like fifth in that group, and then UCF's trailing up there, but... I mean, Houston's a powerhouse, and they have been. I mean, they're, they're they're hitting like a crescendo now, like they're really good. But I mean, they've been they've been kind of on this doorstep basically for the last like five or five or eight years. Yeah. So, I, I so overall, though, is, is this good or bad for the Big Twelve? When you picture, when you, as far as like, um, when you add up all, all the effects up for all the sports, like, is this a good thing for them? When you add up all the sports? Yeah, the effects no. from all the sports. Okay. No, but for basketball, I think better. it's awesome. I yeah. think it makes them better. Random question. This is kind of aside from your question. Um, you're more into college football than I am. Yes. Would you say you are into college football or college basketball more? Which oh, college gets- basketball, easily. Okay, okay. For me, curious. it probably goes college football or college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, Efficacy. MLB and NHL. Okay. My power rankings, um, college basketball, NFL, college football, NBA, baseball, hockey. Okay. Yeah. What about like bowling? Do you know Mookie Betts is a very good bowler? I did not know that, but he's a yeah. good, I bet you he'd be good at anything. He yeah. seems like a, just a high level athlete. He is. No, he's a like he's been on some of those like tournaments you see on like ESPN with like the the Pete Weber is like the big bowler. Um Okay. And like those type of tournaments. Wait, are you a big golfing guy? Do you watch golf? I used to. So I used to be in like golf? so there used to be like a golf pool I was a part of and um basically you would pick one golfer each week, but you could you could only pick that each golfer once for the whole season. It's like your survivor deal? Yeah. But like you wouldn't get eliminated. And like you wanted a low score, much like in golf. You'd basically get um, whatever they play. So say if they got 12th place, you get 12 points. Um, if they missed the cut, you'd get whatever the cut line was plus 10. So obviously you didn't want that. Okay. But what I found was it, uh, you know, golf tournaments are obviously on the weekends, like Thursday through Sunday. Um, I would just be sitting around all weekend watching golf and not doing anything else. Cause of this damn sound pool. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So after one year, I was like, yeah, I got to stop doing this. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, shoot. All right. Uh, question three. All right. This is this is this is question three, and it's related to three point shooting. Okay. This league that's has clever. Horrendous shooters. Why can't I anyone in this league shoot? I'll give you the percentages from last season from three point range per team. Okay, are you ready? Yes. I'm going to try to give you relatively in order, but I've kind of got them listed a little out of order. So Kansas, 35.5%. Not bad. Not good, but not bad, right? They were number one. That's not good. Number two, Baylor, 34.6%, and Kansas State at 34.6%. Before you get to the bottom, can I guess the percentage of the worst team? Yes, let me find it here in my with my list. Go ahead. Try to find 29. it. 29. 29.5%. Yes. Do you know that do you want to guess the team? You know, I was doing some show prep right before this. Uh no big deal or anything. Um Well done. One thing I noticed, because like I'm looking at TCU and I think of Mike Miles. He is like, he averaged some points. He's a very well known name. He's not very efficient. No. Well, he gets to the free throw line a ton, but he's not a great shooter. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go TCU for that reason. Wrong. But they're right They're right there. Okay. They're at 30.4%. Okay. As a team, which is horrendous. Yeah, not bad. O- Oklahoma State was was the answer. 29.5%. Uh, well, you can't, you can't blame that on them. They weren't going to be in a tournament last year, so they're like, just screw everything. We're just going to, we're just going to jack shots here. We're, we're- Basically, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. All right, we've got Oklahoma, 33.9, so barely over a, a point per shot there, or a point per uh, a 1.0 point per shot efficiency level. Uh, let's see. And then you've got the under, like 33% is basically like a point per shot attempt, right, from the three-point line. Yep. So under every everybody else is under that. Texas, 32.3. Iowa State, 32.1. West Virginia, 32.8. Texas Tech, 31.4. TCU, 30.4. Kansas is the best shooting team in the league at 35.5%, which is, I I, I would say that's not a great percentage. Nope. It's like, okay, right? 35% is decent. Why can't this team shoot? Why can't this league shoot? Why can't anyone shoot? Is it like in football, you wonder if the field is actually wider because you see some of the scores and it's like, wait, why can't anyone play defense in this league? It's the complete opposite. Is the court is the court just is the court smaller and there's just even less spacing and so nobody can shoot? How come no one can shoot? I'm gonna refer you back to my answer to question number one. And in question number one, where I responded and said coaches aren't flashy, I'm just gonna say like uh, the players have picked up on that and they're also not flashy. Three points are a flashy thing. So are dunks, but so are three pointers, and so. My answer is that they only care about, you know, much like the coaches just grinding out wins. These teams and these players only care about grinding out, you know, layups and um, getting getting to the free throw line and making those free throws, much like you mentioned with Mike Miles. So I'm going to say that my answer is they just don't care about being flashy. They just want to score two pointers. Screw three pointers. We're just going to be we're just going to be we, tough we, as nails. We're we want to play like it's back in the seventies. Yep. In fact, we want to win ugly. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think you might be honest. I wonder if this league will shoot any better than this because uh, that's really bad. Yeah, it is. I'd be curious. I wish I would have done this for all of our conferences because I'm curious if any of the other ones are are as bad. 
Yeah, what if you do it and then like every single conference is just this is anywhere exactly- anywhere from twenty nine to thirty five for every team? It feels like that, doesn't it? The last few years of college hoops, like the offensive, like the ability to shoot is just like a, I don't know, it's a skill that. Uh, feels you know what like it could be. You know what it could be. They move that well, three point line back. They move the three point line back. Kids are uh, well. It's it's also partly I think like the the NBAification like the 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 desire to shoot has just like gone way up. People are like, well, let's just, let's just shoot, 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 because that's what the NBA is all about. And guys just aren't very good at it. It's like, it's like guys who are guys who aren't good shooters taking a lot of threes. Yep. I don't know. There's, there's probably a whole, there's, there's a whole pod that we could do on, Mm -hmm. on, uh, on the psychology of that one, but let's jump into our tiers. All right. Which one do you want to go first? Uh, do you want to go from the bottom to the top? Do you want to go from the east to the west? Do you want to go from the newest to the oldest? Do you want to go from the best to the worst? So there's five tiers. I just want to come up with the most random order. Um, no, I don't. Let's go bottom to the best. Bottom. You say bottom. I, I would say bottom to the worst. Uh, bottom to the first. Worst to first. Yes. Like like that one Drake song. Lower to the best. Yes. Okay. Yes. Tier five, try hard and have fun. West Virginia and Kansas State. Fair warning, I didn't know prep on these teams, so this is just uh, me really winging it. But we'll get through these quick, I think. Because they're not very good. Uh, West Virginia, not good bad. last year. Yeah, I don't West think Virginia, be West Virginia too. was was pretty bad last year, and they lose a lot of guys. So like there is, it's it's kind of a blank slate, which could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Do I see a on... boomerang transfer here in Emmett Matthews? He was at West Virginia sure before. Do. He That's went to right. Washington a year ago. He's back. Um, yep. he's he wasn't bad. Like and like he had twelve okay. points per game at Washington. I think he was, you know. Not double figures. He's first. probably their best player, which is probably yeah. not great. So that's not good. They do get Joe Toussaint. A couple, couple of transfer guards and Joe Toussaint and Eric Stevenson. I like no. Toussaint. He's a uh, he's a, good he's a defensive-minded kind of floor general point guard who, who was like one of the few guys in Iowa who was like, hey, we should try it, this whole defense thing. Um, I don't know. After that, though, it's like, ooh. And then Eric Stevenson, this guy, this guy's college career, John. Wichita State to Washington. To South Carolina, now he's at West Virginia. Young Eric so, Stevenson is a rambling man. So does he like W named teams, and then just decided to try an SC one for one year, but they didn't like it, and now he's back well, to another W? You know what I was thinking at West at, at South Carolina, he was playing for Frank Martin, who is a Bob Huggins disciple. disciple. Maybe there, maybe there's some sort of connection so, there. Maybe but that's why. Why, why can't this guy stay? In, why can't this guy stay on one campus? What's happening? Why, why are you on four teams in four years? I mean, I know the transfer portal is is like exciting, but like, damn. Do you think sometimes? Do you think sometimes the, these guys who transfer three or four times? Do you think they they just get lost? Like they're walking around campus and like they just get lost, and they end up at a different campus, and then like the enrollment people just let him go to school there, and that's how he ends up there. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? I mean, at some point, it's like you gotta. Can you find something you like? I know that can't look good on a resume. No, it, you know? yeah, like you look on a re- yeah. We're not gonna get into job application stuff here. Um, oh, but for we those are. for those young folks out there, uh, 
jumping from job to job every six to nine months, not a good thing. No. Okay. So hiring process is expensive. So don't do that. Um, Trey Mitchell. He, he was a big, he was a UMass a couple years ago, goes to Texas and was like a mid-season transfer. But makes me wonder if there's some, some sort of like a, you know, we talked about, we've said like the room, locker room cancer. Because like, wasn't, wasn't there a thing like with his dad, like being outspoken about him not getting enough playing time? Yeah, his, his guardian or his, yeah, his, his guardian. I don't remember. I don't know if it's like his actual dad, but like, yeah, it's the, yeah, the dude is like a problem. Whoever the, whoever yeah. the guardian guy is. Trey yeah, Mitchell so, can play. I mean, the kid can, uh, he can get buckets, right? I mean, he's an offensive, he's a very skilled offensive big. Uh, not much of a, he's not well regarded as like a defensive guy. He doesn't really give a crap on that end, but he might be a guy that can get you buckets if he is, uh, you know, locked in. And will Huggins actually like him or will he want to kill him? That's my question. Another guy though, in three years, John, he went from UMass to Texas to West Virginia. Can, can someone on this team just get, make a decision? Yeah, you got to start questioning the decision making ability of these kids. What are we Especially doing? when like there's a lot of decision making on the basketball court. Not sure if you're aware. I I am. Yeah, okay. even as a big guy, you got to choose. Do I screen this guy? Do I stand and watch? Do I contest that shot? Should I shoot it? Should I pass it? Which foot goes forward here? Which yeah? <laughs> I'm, when I'm walking, like do I start with my right foot or my left foot? Why do I keep chasing after this dollar bill on a string? I had one other note on this team because I, I don't think they're going to be very good. I got them as the second to worst team in the league. They have two guys named Josiah. Josiah Harris. Oh, Josiah Davis. I see it. And yeah, like also the last Josiah. names and in IS. Yeah. Harris and Davis. Yeah. So. So that's kind of fun. That might get confusing too, though. So you know, you add to poor decision making on a lot of these players and then you have some confusion with names. This isn't. This is going to go bad. I just miss. I miss Press Virginia. They've been bad since like, since basically that twenty. Well, they were okay here a couple years ago, but it's just been going downhill since Press Virginia. I miss. I miss when West Virginia was like legit. They suck right now, and I think they're going to suck this year. Bums yep. me out. So to give an actual, somewhat serious uh, preview, this was a sub five hundred team overall a year ago. Very god awful in the Big Twelve, and you know looking at. The team, the guys they lost from that team, Taz Sherman, Sean McNeil, Malik Curry, Jalen Bridges. And then looking at what they added, they're going to be worse in my mind. So that's what I'm looking at here. So I think so too. Do you think they're bet? So you said second to worst. Who's the other team here? Uh, Kansas State? Yeah, I got Kansas State as the worst one. Okay, because now the question is who's worse? Um, you have Kansas State as worse. I'm going to make a decision here. Okay. Um, I see Marquis. Hopefully you just make a decision and stick with it, unlike uh, Eric Stevenson and. and uh... And Trey Mitchell and and, Ooh, and, and I, we we talk about decision making here. First name I see is Desi Sills, Arkansas to Auburn to Arkansas State. Never actually played at Auburn. Is now at Kansas Auburn, State. Yeah. Yes. So uh, he is one of the only players in college basketball who transferred to a school to never even step campus on that. Maybe he stepped on campus. I'm not sure. Um, ooh, they do get Keontae Johnson. I just saw that. He's the Florida guy who has. Um, you know, some sort of a heart condition, um, collapse on the floor a couple years ago. Um, looks like got, he got, I got cleared two here. Questions regarding Keontae Johnson. He's been out for two years, basically. Is yep, I, I got two questions. Will he play and will it matter? I don't know. And it's tough, especially if he does play, it's tough to even get excited about it considering he's basically been, hasn't played for two years. And the rest of their team still sucks a lot. Yeah. So it just doesn't really excite me a ton. 
They got Marquise Noel back. He's a he's a five eight point guard. He averaged twelve points, five assists. Maybe that does something for you. Uh, Tyke Green. He was a fourteen point a game guy. Uh, all second, uh, all America East second team last year. Six four guard transferring over. Maybe he can provide uh, some depth. Cam Carter was a depth piece at Mississippi State. Started playing a little more last year before transferring in. Uh, very blah to me. I don't know. Yeah. Unless Jerome Tang is just working some magic, but I, I worry that Jerome Tang is doing a little bit of like the what Ben Johnson did at Minnesota where he's just loading up on a lot of crud mid-major guys and uh, might take him a little while to get things yep. going in the little apple. Yep. And to answer your question from earlier, I think I'm going to give the edge to this team. I think West Virginia is going to be the worst, not Kansas State. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A race to the bottom. Board bet? Sure. <laughs> what was the first one we had? We had uh, three and a half firings for ACC coaches. Yeah. And then we had another one about Minnesota and Nebraska, right? Yeah, that was the other one. And I don't that was what that one so, was. So we're just going worse between those two teams, much like we did with Minnesota and Nebraska. Yeah. I don't even remember who okay. picked who, though, for that. Did I pick Minnesota or Nebraska? I don't remember either. I don't know if I wrote that one down. Boy, I hate both those teams. So I don't feel good about either one. Should we, should we just drop that one? Yeah, sure. So you have West Virginia. No, I have West Virginia. I have Kansas State. Yep. Okay. Write it down. It's on. It's on the board, and when I say it's on the board, it's on my sticky note that I have right here. Nice tackle. Very messy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What Should we go Tier 4 now? Yep, this is the We're Located in Oklahoma tier. Oh, I love this tier. Um, make sure you uh, have good insurance there. Lots of tornadoes. We're not in Kansas yes. anymore. Uh, let's see here. Oklahoma, I see they have Grant Sherfield coming over from Nevada. Very good player. 20 points per game a year ago, almost. They have the bearded man um, who is no longer bearded. He, Do you think he, he did that so that maybe people can confuse him with his brother, um, T- Jacob Groves? But I don't think they look alike. I'm just wondering if, you know, after a while, the long beard just gets itchy. Maybe it needed a little change. Maybe, maybe it was like one of those where the gals that he is courting just don't want the giant beard. You know, sometimes it just gets to be a lot. And sometimes when you're in a relationship, you have no decision-making. They're making decisions based on a lot of other things besides just basketball. Maybe it's literally just trying to enhance the love life. Can't blame them for that. Could be. Could be. Uh, Tanner Groves, you have Jalen Hill, Joe Bamasili. He's uh, George Washington, right? Yeah. Vatek to George Washington to Oklahoma. Yeah. So, honestly, this this is a frisky team, Biggs. I like this team. I like it on paper. Uh, Grant Sherfield though is is pretty well regarded as like a problem in terms of like your chemistry. Is that, that, that Nevada team last year had a ton of talent on paper and was a mess, and a lot of it was because of Grant Sher- Grant Sherfield should have probably ended up somewhere better than Oklahoma based on his talent, but I don't think like his his market his proverbial market was not as hot as you would think because you know, based on based on like his ability. So I'm, wor- I'm I'm curious if that will work out, and then uh, and then Bama Silly too. He's a kid that I mean even when he was at Vatech, he averaged like four points a game in like nine minutes, and he averaged like sixteen a game at George Washington. I mean he can get buckets. Uh, does he do anything else? You know that that backcourt has a chance to be interesting in terms of in terms of bucket getting, but are they just going to shoot their team out of games a lot and leave Tanner Groves and basically forget that he's kind of probably the best player on the team? Mm-hmm. That's my worry. I'm, I'm curious if Jacob Groves will actually take a step forward too, because that was a guy that 
I feel like if you just watch Oklahoma in any random like five minute stretch, you'll see Jacob Groves like do a couple things where you're like, whoa, this guy should be like a like an all Big Twelve guy. And then you look at like the stats for a season; he averaged like six and a half points a game. So I'm curious if he can have like a bust out year. I, I like their I like those five like in theory like on paper it's intriguing, um, but I think the most intriguing thing is actually like this this cast of characters off the bench. They seriously have some names on this team, man. Here's here are some guys. They have Otega Away, oh, Yaya Keita, Milos Uzan, Blake, and his last name is Seacat, and then Luke Northweather. I don't see a Blake Seacat on here. Oh, he's he's on the roster, so maybe really? he just doesn't play. But the last I also C- see a Bahan Cortez. Yeah, he plays a little bit. He's kind of a backup guard. Yeah. Just talk about so, some of those names, my man. Like that's, I'm in. One thing I'm noticing, names. like you can't one, fail when you've got cool names like that. Yeah. One thing I'm noticing, I think we talked about this. Who is the Duke defector that averaged like 10 points per game a year ago that we talked about for one of the other ones? Um, Goldwire. No, that's, that's what I'm bringing up here. But who is the other one? There's another one a couple shows ago. I don't remember. But anyways, what I was going to say. There's a lot of Duke defectors. A lot of smart What I was going to say was Jordan Goldwire, who defected before last season, comes to Oklahoma. He's now at departure. He averaged 10 points per game last year. So good for him. Um, good. You know, you found a better place somewhere that actually respects your contributions. Yeah, he had a nice He had a nice season. We thought he would. And he, and he was a good player. Yeah. Wasn't a laughing stock. He, he was playing for a team that actually cared about basketball, not nope. sh- highlights. All right, should we go Oklahoma State? Mm-hmm. They are finally postseason eligible again. Um, was a big talking point before the start of last year. They do get Avery Anderson back, who he was kind of our one of our breakout guys a year ago. Um, and he did okay. 12 points he per game. Break out to the level yeah, I thought. Uh, he, he was kind of like a Curbelo level breakout a year ago, I'd say. Um, not very efficient. Uh, 40% from field, 32% from the three-point line Bryce Thompson uh, uh he was a Kansas transfer going into the last season um he yeah. also did okay um yeah. Musa Cisse he transferred some for somewhere too and again he was um uh, I'd say okay he was the defensive player of the year in the conference I'd say that was okay. he yeah okay that's better than okay but that's weird to me that he was because like you know, I feel like defense and rebound to go hand in hand and he's a seven footer who averaged six and a half rebounds per game yeah, I think there's some there's some numbers though in terms of like shot like percentages at the rim for opposing teams. Like he is uh he 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 blows up stuff at the rim. Like people he's he's kind of a giant stop sign in the paint yep. for opposing teams. Okay. Uh let's see, Caleb Boone comes back. They do have, get an up transfer, John Michael Wright. Um just pick one name. You don't need two there. That's kind of like, yeah, there's two first names plus yeah. a last name. Yeah, more like John Michael Wrong. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, but uh, this is a team who, I don't know if they're, like, I had high expectations for them last year, and I don't know if the effects of, you know, not playing for anything for postseason kind of weared on them to the point where they're only 15 and 15, 8 and 10 in Big 12. Um, So do you think this team can, like, actually live up to last year's expectations? That's that's my big question for them too. I said now that this team can be in the tournament, will they try hard? I thought right. I thought actually like later in the year they actually got better. Like I think I think there's definitely a correlation between getting that getting that postseason ban, which 
which didn't come until like it wasn't like over the summer. Like wasn't right, it? Wasn't, but, yeah, the season ban was like in like September or October. Yep. Like it was, it was late. That it, wears it, on people. It's psychologically. It's impossible to know. I mean, how can that not impact how you go about your business? I mean, it has to. And I, 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 I think that that was a super big bummer because I was really fired up about that Oklahoma State team, and I think I was probably too high on them, but. I'm intrigued to see how this team will do. I do worry that they've lost they lost all their guards besides Anderson and Thompson. Like they lost mm-hmm. a ton of Isaac Likely's gone, Rondell Walker's gone, Matthew Alexander Moncrief's gone. Like a bunch of a bunch of guys that I had projected to be kind of breakout guys last year weren't breakout guys. So maybe it's actually a good thing that they're gone. Sometimes I think again, like we talk about this a lot, where I think we get a little too excited about like depth. We're like, oh, look at all of these guys. And it's like, sometimes you don't want 10 guys. You want seven. It's kind of like the whole uh, mantra in football where it's like, if you have two quarterbacks, do you, do you really have one? Yeah. You'd rather like less is more, you know? So I do think like the perimeter depth is, is obviously not as good, but maybe you play Avery Anderson and Bryce Thompson and John Michael Wright and Caleb Ashbury. Like maybe you need those four guards instead. I I will say this. I think defensively they're going to be, Really tough. I mean, Musa Cisse is a walking defensive, like a top defensive. Uh, he'll he'll set your defense. Yep. Caleb Boone is a pretty good defensive big. I don't I don't know if he doesn't mix well with Cisse because two years ago he was like a he was like a ten points and six rebounds a game guy. Last year he took a big step back. I don't know if that's because he's playing with Cisse rather than he's kind of the lone big guy, or if it's just maybe that maybe that not playing in the postseason really really crushed his spirit, but. You know, he's another big, long, athletic kind of post guy. Can he can he take a, a step forward again? Tyreek Smith was a, a guy who started down the stretch for them last year. He started playing some more as, as another big guy, really good defensively. They have they have some really good defensive players. Can can Avery Anderson and Bryce Thompson make a perimeter shot? Because if they can, I think this team is pretty darn good. Yep. All right. Should we go tier three? Let's do it. What do we have in there? I can't remember. Tier three for me is we're more physical than our football teams. They said three teams from what I remember. Yep. Not five, not five, but three. Yep. And they are. <laughs> Texas. Texas. This is Tech. Texas and Iowa Tech. State. Iowa State. I'm gonna go with Texas. I'll let you pick the pick between. Hey, the go ahead. Here. Tell me about Texas. Why do you like Texas? So, and I, I'm gonna say one more thing about Oklahoma State. What if they're a post post hype sleeper this year? And I'm also going to ask that question for Texas here. What if they're a post-hype sleeper? What if? Do you think they are? Yeah. I don't know. I don't like, think they're a sleeper, though. I think they're going to, they're ranked in like it's, the top well, 15. <laughs> it's, but it's kind of, but like we expected them to be better than they were a year ago. True. They were ranked in like the top five last year, weren't they? Yeah. And they had the thing like you kind of talked about with like sometimes it isn't good to have 10 guys. Well, they did have 10 guys a year ago. Um, and now some of those guys are gone. Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey. Trey Mitchell, who we mentioned, Jace Fevers, Devin Askew, all those guys are gone. And now they have more of like a seven to eight man rotation here. Um, Marcus Carr, they have back, who you've talked about before, You, especially with his Minnesota days where he kind of just dribbles the ball, dribbles the air out of the ball. But I'm curious to see with the addition of uh, Tyrese Hunter from Iowa State, who is one of the more coveted transfers. I'm curious to see if like that moves Marcus Carr off the ball a little bit, and maybe that helps out. Maybe. Do you think? I don't know. Um, also, they get Timmy Allen back, who is, I'd say he's their best, most consistent player 
from a year ago. Dylan DeSue and Christian Bishop, who are both kind of like stretch fours. Um, and then they add in two five-star freshmen, top 20 type guys, Dylan Mitchell and Artario Morris, who they're kind of in a good situation there where they're not going to be asked to start right away, I don't think, or, and probably not all during this year. So they can just kind of come in and provide a good punch off the bench. Um, either that or they'll get pissed off and transfer midseason. We'll see. That's, but that's just let's just like just what you said there is they don't have ten guys anymore. They have seven or eight. I think they actually do have ten again. They might. But <laughs> they like, have a ton of dudes. <laughs> they have a ton of guys again. But I feel like this is a more well like guys might have a more well defined role. Like all those ten guys, or at least like seven or eight of them a year ago were battling for starting spots and may have expected to start and start yeah. at the previous stop. They don't really have that here. You're probably right about that. Wow, Penn State, touchdown. They're actually leading Ohio State right now. That's amazing. I thought they were going to get blown out, which they still could. But Sorry, sorry Titus. Yeah, I, I, you're you're probably right about that. Maybe guys like Dylan DeSue and and Brock Cunningham. I mean, those guys – I mean, DeSue basically played like 10 minutes a game last year. So I'm curious if like – will he actually play more? I mean, Dylan Mitchell was – he's like a top five level recruit. He was like – I think he's ranked number five in the 2022 mm-hmm. class. So, like, I bet you he expects probably to play a ton. Um, my concern with Texas, they shot 32% from the field or from the three-point line last year. Marcus Carr, not a great shooter. Timmy Allen, not a great shooter. Christian Bishop, not a shooter. DeSue, not a shooter. Tyrese Hunter, great defensive, uh, great defensive lead guard who can really set the tempo and get into gaps, not a shooter. Dylan Mitchell, his his uh, his his weakness, you guessed it. Shooting. shooting oh okay they have no shooters so i think this team was uh like everybody in the big 12 basically i think they're gonna be really good defensively they're gonna have to grind out wins uh they're gonna have to really just pound the paint like the shot chart's gonna look pretty gross but i i am intrigued i think there's there's talent but i don't know if all the talent fits all that well i guess that's uh that's my question and then here's another one are we sure chris beard is like a a top five coach in the country or is, is he, is he still viewed as like one of those elite level coaches? So are you basically saying was, was his Texas tech run kind of a fluky maybe? Was that, was that one run to the championship? Maybe prop, you know how like doc rivers was viewed for a long time as like an amazing coach because of the one run with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And now people are starting are like, well, in the last few years they're like, yeah, doc's kind of a choker. Maybe Chris Beard isn't on that level, but like, I don't know. He's 27 and 25 the last three years in the Big 12. That's not elite. That's not good. No. No, it's fine, right? Because that would be, yeah, that would be the three years after the the championship appearance, right? Yeah. That's right. Could be. Who's to say? Um, But the thing is, like, this Big 12 conference, I was was looking at TCU right before this, and their team I'm high on this year. I think a lot of people are. They were below 500 in the Big 12 a year ago, and yeah, they were I'm like, 10. and I, I tried going like, okay, maybe that's only against like the uh, like the best teams. I looked through each team, and almost every team they played against, like played against twice, they were one and one against. I I kind of just feel like that's like just the nature of the beast in the Big 12. I think you're I think you're onto something there. I think you're very right. I, I came away like when I when I jumped into kind of deep dive in this conference, I was thinking like the Big 12 is by far the best league in the country. And, and I came out of it kind of like, I I don't know. Is anybody all that – like, I feel like it's maybe like a 
it's kind of like a rich man's big 10 where like, they're all just so similar, but there's no one that I feel really good about one team and the rest of them. I'm just like, I don't know. I think they're fine. But like, I don't know if I see like amazing teams. Right. Oh, shoot. No. Um, what was the question again? Chris Beard fluky. Not good. Is that what you're saying? Is, is he as good as, is he, is he still viewed as like a top five or 10 coach in the country? Uh, I wouldn't say top five. I'd say top 10. Um, but if he doesn't, if he has like a shock of smart level three to five years here at Texas, he's going to like, like people are going to be coming for his head. I think like, I think, yeah, I think, I think maybe the way to put that, like his star is probably has hit its peak. I don't know if, I don't know if the Chris Beard approval rating is going to go up from here. Yep. Maybe that's, would you agree with that? Like, it feels yeah. like it's probably. What if like, he's just I like, like he can only go down. What if he's just like how we talk about Kirk Cousins, where it's just like everything around Kirk Cousins has to be perfect for him to play well? What if that's kind of how Chris Beard is? Everything around him on his team has to be perfect. Um, occasionally, you might have to play a team in the second round of the tournament who like has like their best player injured or limited, and then he can make a run. Yeah, he could. Yeah. I mean, how, and how many coaches are like? I mean, plenty of coaches haven't had the tournament success that Chris Beard has. So I... I I don't know. I'm, I, I, I don't even know if I have an answer to my own question there. You know, if I had to like make a list of all the coaches I'd rather have over Chris Beard, I guess I can't, I can't think of a ton, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious if that's like something that that's on my radar. Now I'm curious yeah. if like, Texas better do well this year. Cause I thought they were disappointing last year. I don't have the same kind of expectation I did that like this year, like I don't expect top five, but I, I guess I would be kind of disappointed if they're not finishing top three or four in the big 12. Let's keep an eye on that. We'll touch bass, touch bass, touch back as, in like as, February. As TNT like to say, we'll be monitoring the situation. Perfect. All right. Uh, let's see. We have, who are the other two? Texas Tech and Iowa State. Who would you like to break down here? I'll do Iowa State. I'll give you Texas Tech. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Here's Iowa State. They, uh, they lost a lot of guys, right? They bring in a ton of transfers. They are definitely the we love our seniors team because they're like high. Uh, they got a lot of seniors. Gabe Kalsher back for his super senior season. Awesome defender, blah offense. Trey King, he was a uh, he was a mid season transfer last year from Georgetown. Even though I don't even think he played at Georgetown. Started at Eastern Kentucky, went to Georgetown. Now he's at Ohio or at Iowa State. They bring back Caleb Grill and uh, Al Haz Kunk. I don't know. He's a big guy. He's got a funny name. Uh, and Robert Jones. And then they bring in three pretty good transfers in Osuna Suni from St. Bonaventure, Jaron Holmes from St. Bonaventure, Pipeline. and Hassan Ward from VCU. I think this team is going to be amazing okay. on the defensive end of the floor. Okay, cap, cap. I think they're going to be very, very gross on the offensive end of the floor. My, uh, I, I tried to come up with like individual little, little – talker questions for each team. And my question for Iowa state is if this team played Virginia, what would the projected over under be in a game, in a game between those two teams? Would it be 70 points? Possibly. Like it'd be like 76 and a half. And I would probably take the under. <laughs> I don't think they'd ever go that low. I don't think they'd ever no, I don't think so either. They'd, they'd probably go like a hundred and I'd probably still take the under. Yeah. It'd be like a service Academy game in the college in college football. It'd be gross. It'd be gross. And think what Iowa State is. You know, you don't want to play this team before conference season. Like they'll beat you. 
but then you get in conference play and not too not too good. No, it's just everybody's kind of playing the same game. It feels like in the Big Twelve. I mean, we we went through it. Nobody can shoot. Everybody wants to play defense, and and I think Iowa State will have a terrific defense. I mean, Osuni is kind of like Musa Sise in that he is a a defensive monster, right? I mean, he, he blocked us on his shots. He is a, he's like a double-double guy each of the last two years at St. Bonaventure. I think his defense will translate. I don't think he's going to score a ton, but he never has. Um, Kalsher, really good defensive wing. Uh, Hassan Ward, big-time defensive guy at VCU. He's another big guy, though. So him and Asuni might play together, or they might just tag team that center spot. Uh, Jaron Holmes, big physical guard who can play some defense. Like, they have a ton of guys that are just going to guard the hell out of you. But, boy, their offense, they're going to be relying on a couple of freshman guards who are not super highly rated freshman guards. I do think they'll play a lot. Eli King, he's a top 150 guy from Minnesota. He would have been highly – he would have been a little higher rated, I think, in terms of the, the 247 composite stuff had he not had – he had a knee injury, I think his junior year of high school, so he, he missed a, a, a season on the circuit. And he was also a two-sport D1 guy. He was a, he had football offers from a lot of places. So I, I, I do think he's going to be a dude for them eventually. And then Tamin Lipsy is a, uh, a floor general point guard type from Iowa who's, who's legit. He's like, a, he's like a 175 range kid. He's not real highly rated. I mm-hmm. bet he plays a lot, and I bet he's a pretty good player. But you're relying on freshmen who aren't five-star freshman-level guys. So that's it's just dangerous. I feel like their perimeter – it took a big hit when one of their transfer guards, like Jeremiah Williams, transferred over and he got hurt, so he's done for the year. So their their perimeter is not in great shape in terms of on paper. I, I think the team's going to be really good defensively, and they're going to win. They're going to win games like forty two to forty. Alrighty, should we Thought. go? Te- I agree. I don't think they're going to be good. I mean, <sighs> do you think they're a bubble team? Like that's where I'm at right now. Like. Are they good enough to be a bubble team, or are they not? Like, because like if you eliminate non-conference play for them a year ago, which they went, they went twelve and zero, they were not good. Yeah, I'd be curious to I'd be curious to know. I don't remember, and I'm not going to even look it up. I don't remember what their non-conference slate looks like. So, oh, I got it right here, Biggs. Uh, they played Xavier. They played Memphis. That was before Memphis was was anything. Um, they did beat Creighton. They beat Iowa. Like those are like the main. Those are some actually, good ones, and they age. Yeah, well. yeah. And I'm not sure Xavier wasn't as good at the start of last year, from what I remember. No, they were really good to start, and then they fell. Were they off? I thought yeah, they it was the other way. Okay, so like, they did have some good wins, and then, they sure then did. it's almost like you know they maybe maybe they just got those wins because they're physical, and then they got in the Big Twelve where everyone is physical, and they got out physical. Yeah, I just I, I I mean you look at their roster last year, it just wasn't all that talented. You know, and it was kind of the same thing last year where they played really good defense and would win games. But but you run into those Big 12 games where, yeah, everybody can play some defense and some teams have some guys who can make a shot. And that just yep. that just kind of killed them. So I, I think it's going to be a lot of the same. I think they're probably a bubble team. I don't think they're probably projected that way. If, if you were to find, like, bracket projections, I'm guessing they're, they're probably pretty low because mm-hmm. I don't think people are really going to be high on those freshman guards. I think the freshman guards are going to look better than people expect. But I, I, I don't think they're going to be like I, – I don't see them being as good as they were last year, but I do think they're probably a bubble range squad. Yeah. So here's the question, and we do this, we've do we done this every show so far, I think. Over-under tournament teams, Um, if I put it at – I'm trying to think here. 
four I kind of consider are for sures, and then we get into that other sort of batch of teams. But I put, I put it at five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Yeah. Because that's t- I typically look at like for sures, and then I add one point five to it. Is what I do. Yep. Uh, if I put it at five and a half, you go over or under? I take over. I think I do I, too. Because then one of Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I think the I think the I think we're on the same page with the yeah. five that we like, and then I think one of those other ones probably. I think six. I feel decent about six. Okay. You got to put you got to put sixty eight teams in. That's true. Much to the dismay of a lot of coaches who want like two hundred teams in, which is absurd. That's just Coach K. He just wants to be, be sure he can get in. Well, Scott Scott Drew said that too. He thinks he thinks one hundred twenty eight should be in. I think. Wow. Talk about it's so dumb. Like, it's always like, there's always gonna be people complaining no matter how many teams you put in. I know. Can we just can we just stop with it? Like, yeah. Go back to sixty four. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I do like sixty eight because I do like it's kind of like an appetizer before the actual tournament. Those Great first point. four games. That you is know? fun. I I do like sixty eight though. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna go uh, Texas Tech here, and this is a team I'm not sure on here, big. So they lose a lot of like their production, but they also just lose like a lot of their their personality, their like what their makes Texas Tech, like yeah, exactly. Like we, you talked about all their Adonises last year, um, particularly one Adonis Arms, great name. You talked about like Bryson Williams, just a monster. Terrence Shannon leaves. Kevin McCullough is gone. Davion Warren, all those guys are gone. They do, they do replace Davion with a different Davion. Um, we have a boomerang conference transfer in Davion Harmon coming. He went to Oregon last year, comes back. Um, Kevin O'Banner, he's back for his second year at Texas Tech. He had a good season, I'd say. Um, yeah. Up transfer from Oral Roberts, who averaged 10 points per game. And so I, he, it's definitely something he could build on. Um, but by no means was it a bad year for him. Um, they get Far, Fardaz IMAC from Utah Valley, 18 and 13 bigs. I think that's some production, especially the rebounding side, that he can carry over and uh, not fall too far off of that um jalen tyson he was texas jalen tyson texas yeah, yeah. He, he was a he was one of those guys who was like a mid-season transfer because he didn't yeah play couldn't see the floor a year ago um curran walton comes over from north carolina but he's not he was never known as a defensive guy in north carolina um he's a terrible he's just, defensive player yeah he's just a shooter so um it like he he could have games where he makes four or five like three or four threes for them um but he's going to be a liability on the defensive end um they have DeMorian Williams, another double-digit scorer from Gardner-Webb up transfer. Um, Daniel Bacho coming over from – where is he coming over from? Oh, no, he's a returning guy. Um, but, no, this is a team, like, it's – I feel like they have a lot of guys. It's kind of like Texas from a year ago. They have a lot of guys to where they can go 8, 9, 10 deep. But I feel like this is a team that could handle going 8, 9, or 10 deep. Does that make sense? Because it's like – they're not, like, all scorers. Like, they – some of them fit a role, but at the same time, like I don't see like these Adonises that I would see on the floor a year ago during the tournament. I'm more, I, I, I don't, I look at this roster and I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I'm trying to remember how I felt about looking at the roster last year. I feel like I liked it a lot more last year with, with, with guys like McCuller and Shannon and, mm-hmm. You know, you didn't know about Bryson, like who was Bryson Williams before he came there. I mean, he was a guy who could get buckets and wasn't known as a, a great defender and, and he found a way to fit right in same with uh and same with Davion Warren 
So maybe there's something just in the water of the Texas Tech system that they turn these guys into good defenders. Uh, but I also realize that sometimes like you buy your own hype a little bit too much and you're just like, it turns into like a, we can take anybody like the Packers kind of thing where it's like, we can take any receiver and we'll just make them good. And yep. eventually that well runs out. Right. And it just, it kind of stops working. You know what I mean? Like you can only take so many, like there has to be a threshold for good defenders that you can make into like, or bad defenders that you can make into good defenders. And, and I'm curious if that threshold is Kerwin Walton. Cause he was not good. Well, oh my God. Like there were times where it's like, does this guy have any idea what he's doing? Which surprises me because I, I mean, I remember watching him in high school and he was a guy that looked like a dude who would eventually be a, a pretty good three and D type of college player. And so maybe there's still hope. I we'll see if he can't, if they can't turn him into a defender, then nobody can, I guess. Mm-hmm. Jalen Tyson, I mean, he was a top 40 recruit who went to Texas, but I didn't play at all. So, like, how, I mean, how do we know? Wouldn't be the first top 40 guy to, like, flame out and not do anything. So, like, maybe. He's such a wild card, right? Because I don't remember him playing a second at Texas. Um, Fardaz Imac is probably their best player, but he had a foot injury. They hope he's back to start conference play, but, like, you know, big guys and foot injuries, that scares me. So... <sighs> I'm nervous. I I think I'm in on Texas Tech, but I'm also like, if 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 we look up in February and they're like three and seven in conference play and they're and they're fourteen and fourteen and eleven overall or something, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised by that, based yep. on based on some of the questions that I've got and just some of the concerns. All right, should we go to the cool team nicknamed here? Yes. Second best team in Texas. So you're putting TCU ahead of Texas. I am. Okay. Why? Um, I don't know. This could be just my own personal bias in that, like, Texas disappointed me where TCU didn't disappoint me last year, so I like them more. I believe they call that recency bias. I acknowledge that that very much could be just, like, a, a bias thing, and Texas actually could be better, but... I like TCU last year. I don't think they were better than Texas, but I do like the returners. I think there's some juice still in terms of guys getting better. And I do like some of their, they got a couple of transfers that I'm a fan of. So I think there's a little more juice in this TCU team based on like, I don't, they started slow and I think they got better as the year went on. So I think they're, they're going to continue that crescendo. Let's put it that way. So on that, like my question for you is, and like, I'm going to take the words out of your mouth. They started fast, ended slow, but then they kind of had that game a year ago against Arizona. Um, I think it was second round where they almost beat them. And um, what's his name? Eddie Lapkin was doing the two small thing about 37 times. Yeah, he captured the hearts of America and the soul of Christian Coloco. Yeah, so I guess my question is, and we've talked about this with North Carolina and UCLA's runs a couple years ago, where it's kind of like the, if they didn't do all the things they did, would you even care? Um, so if they didn't have that near win against Arizona, would we be talking about them right now like this? Absolutely not. Yeah, if they would have if they would have lost a one eight game by seventeen, like most one eight or one nine games go, you're you're probably right. TCU would be like, oh, you know what, frisky team last year. Let's let's give them a top twenty five receiving votes kind of thing. Right. But. But yeah, but, but that's where that's where my with, pause comes from. We we do the same thing with Creighton, right? I mean, isn't that the reason we're really high on Creighton too? Yeah, I mean Creighton wasn't that good last year, and then we rank them in the top. Not we, but I, I'm I'm throwing our peers, other podcasters and reporters, 
<laughs> yeah, we don't make wrong decisions. They do. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's their fault when they disappoint us. So, yeah. um, no, you're probably you're right. You're right. I I I don't have a great uh, I don't have a great rebuttal to that. So I'm just gonna say you're wrong and I'm right, and I think they're gonna be better. <laughs> okay, and I, they, they've got they've got a good team here at the guard spot. You know, they have yeah. Mike Miles, Damian Ball, Rondo Walker coming over from Oklahoma State. Yep. Solid, solid sort of role guy. Um, Eddie Lampkin, who we mentioned in the middle, who uh, he he brings an attitude to their team. Let's say that he brings a good attitude to their team. He's large. Uh, yeah, and he he's he's just fun to watch. He is Emmanuel Miller. I mean, the, the pieces yep. are are solid here, and I think Mike Miles. Here's the thing: is he shot thirty percent from three last year? As a freshman, he shot like thirty six percent. So it's not a guy. I, I I don't remember watching enough TCU. Truth be told, last year until late. I'm curious if if that thirty percent is a product of end of the shot clock, bad shot selection. Could be. And, and can they? And can maybe they iron that kind of thing out? Because if they can, maybe there's maybe there's more there for Mike Miles. I mean, I think he's going to get, I mean, he certainly is getting plenty of hype. I mean, he's probably the big 12, one of the preseason player of the year favorites. Right. And he's a, he's a, he's a really good lead guard. If he can shoot 35% from three, like he did two years ago, that maybe that's, maybe that's where I'm buying. I'm buying Mike miles, taking the jump. I'm I'm buying Emmanuel Miller, taking another jump. And and that's where and that's where the jump comes in for TCU. Where I don't know if Texas, the team that you kind of compare them to a little bit, I, I'm not buying as much of the jump coming from them. Okay, it's projection um, based, of course. But yeah, and I, I, have we mentioned Chuck O'Bannon yet? He's kind of the no, second and, and fiddle Micah a year ago. Micah yeah. Peavy too. Both those guys no, were like 20 to 25 Peavy. minute a game guys, and 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 maybe they and maybe they take a little steps. And Micah yeah. Peavy was a guy who I thought was going to be. Where was he at? He was at Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yep. And then went to TC. And I thought when he was a freshman at Texas Tech, I was like, this kid's going to be, he's going to be something else. And so maybe he takes a jump. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't have that in him, but I, I like him a lot. All right. So let's go to uh, tier one here. And just for the record, before we do that, I will say you're higher on TCU, I think, than I am. Are, I mean, I'm also high on them. Just not, I would put Texas ahead of them, though, is what I want That's to say. fair. But That's, I think it's very I, close I, here. Cause I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be at all surprised if TCU finishes third. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they finish sixth. Right. And that's yeah. kind of the, the the whole conference, really. I feel really good about – I mean, I feel like Baylor almost belongs in their own tier. I feel really good about them as one. I feel really good about Kansas as two. And then there's like five teams that I finish like three to eight. Okay. All right, let's get over to tier one. Do you – actually, I'm not going to say who do you want. I'm going to give you Kansas because I, I want to take Baylor. Okay. So, do you want to go first or am I? Uh, I'm just going to tell you right now, I will be contributing when you talk about Baylor, though. I'm not going to just How dare you? Yeah, I'm talking about them, too. <laughs> um, I'll say this. without Before we even jump into some of the individual players, like, is this team actually good, or is it just because the jersey says Kansas that they're, that they're good, that they're going to be ranked in the top five? It's kind of the question you always ask me, like, when, like, a a team is good, but they lose a lot of guys. Like they, they're obviously kind of good last year. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware they won the national championship. Yet they, but suck. they do. They, were, they do we were talking about them as like this is the worst Kansas team that we've seen in years. And then they kind of had. Remember, we talked about it when the bracket came out. They had the easiest bracket to go through. They were good, but they weren't like a, a like. It wasn't like nobody had doubts that Kansas would win the whole thing. It just kind of played out that way that they did. Like 
I don't know if they were the best team in the country. You know what I mean? If the tournament played over again, would Kansas win the national title? I, I don't know. No. I mean, I, I'm not saying no. I'm saying good, I don't know. They were flawed. Yeah. And they're going to be built a lot differently this year. Uh, they're going to actually rely on some freshmen. But it's kind of like the question you always ask me, like when a team loses a lot, it's like who, like how many other coaches would you trust more than Bill Self to sort of rebuild this? Great point. You know? Um, so I think they'll still be very good. I think so too. Um, do I think they'll be, I don't think they'll be worse than say like a four seed. Cause Bill Self is never seems to be worse than like a four seed. No, you're, you're right about that. Even when they haven't had good teams. I mean, they're, they're like a, a one, two or three, almost every year. Right. Yes. So I, if I were to put a guess on it, I'd say a three seed. I do think they'll take a step back. That feels safe. Yep. That feels safe. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I mean, I I do like. They're ranked what in the preseason? They're ranked fifth, right? It's them and Baylor kind of tied for fifth. Which can we grow uh, up here? Don't be don't be cowards, people making rankings, but whatever. Um, they're ranked fifth. I I don't know if I see that level of talent on this team. I I like it, but I think like nine or ten. Which maybe I'm just nitpicking. Whatever. I'm I'm being stupid, but I like Jalen Wilson. He's a guy who who had a really good freshman year. Last year was disappointing. He had mm-hmm. moments, like halfway through the year, where like, are Jalen Wilson and McCormick going to be good or are they going to be bad? And when they were good, they won a lot of games. I, I think there's a chance he he takes a big jump. He was supposed to take a big jump. And Dewan Harris is a point guard that, that everybody loves. He's not going to fill up the stat sheet, but boy, is he. I mean, we saw in the national championship game, he can get into your... Yeah, get into your junk and play some defense and yep. really impact a game that way. And he's just a great decision maker type. You know, there's, there's just something to be said about having a point guard who you just feel great about his decision making ability. However, he, he needs to be aware of where the sideline is in late game situations. True. Do you remember that? True. People forget about that. Yeah, but then he makes he makes up for it by just absolutely locking down. Yeah, people on the on the perimeter. I love Kevin McCullough. He's long been one of my favorite players in the sport for like the last like three years. I, I love Kevin McCullough, the transfer from Texas Tech. It makes me, I don't love that he transferred to Kansas. Why, why couldn't you just stay at Texas Tech? You know, like that, that makes me sad, but I really like him. I feel like he's going to be, I don't think he's built to be your best player, but I think he's like their most important player. If, if, if that makes any sense. It does. Like, I feel like he does just a lot of stuff to kind of fill in the gaps. He'll be like a 12 point, six rebounds, couple assists, play great defense. And then you're, you're banking on, you're banking on breakouts from probably at least two of these guys, Joseph Yesifu, Bobby Pettiford, KJ Adams, and Zach Clements, three guys who were transfers last year. And then Yesifu, who was a transfer, all of them were just kind of like fringe bench type guys, right? Like six to eight minutes a game. I think two of those guys have to like break out and throw Cam Martin into that too. He redshirted last year. He was a kid who averaged like 25 a game in a D2 school as like a pick and pop kind of four man. So those five guys are just kind of like they're wild cards, you know, like can, can a couple of them turn into guys? Yeah. Um, but you mentioned it, the the three, they've got three top 25 recruits by 247 sports composite, Grady Dick, MJ Rice, and Ernest uh, Uday, Uday, which is, which is a t- terrific name. He's a big guy, he's 6'11", like 250. I bet you he plays a lot. Um, Dick and Rice will probably play a lot too, but you know, when was the last time Kansas? Don't, don't pair those words together, Dick and Rice. Don't ever do that again. Okay, <laughs> sorry. When was the last time they had a ton of freshmen that played a lot? 
Seems like it's been a few years. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who is... I think of uh, Macklemore from years ago, but that's like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, they had... Who, I mean, they had who's the, the more recent, highly related... Highly... Josh, Josh Jackson was a pretty good freshman. Yeah, he didn't you pan know, out had, in the NBA they, they either. They had one year where they, were, they had like Kelly Oubre and Cliff Alexander, and that team was trash, that Kansas team. That was the last one that I feel like was reliant on freshmen. Wiggins and, and Embiid, the one freshman year where they had Frank Mason too. Is Cliff Alexander, I think that's the one where Tyson Tate have talked about this video. I can't remember what college it was, but Cliff Alexander did like, like the whole like picking a hat thing. And like, he picked some other school. Let's just say, let's say it was Illinois. I have no idea who it was. Let's let's just say, was it Illinois? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was for some reason, but, and like Illinois, they're in like a dorm room watching this, these students. And the one guy's like, come on, Cliff. (laughs) It's just too hilarious. Yeah. And then he was terrible. He wasn't yeah. even good. No. So Illinois probably got lucky. But maybe. I don't know. They're they're gonna be relying on I mean they're the pieces, I guess, I depending on the side of the bed I wake up on, I could talk myself into Kansas being really good. I could kind of talk myself out of Kansas. Out in the by the Kansas curve. Not like this team's gonna suck, but like not as like a they could repeat. Right. I don't know. I think they'll be a two or three seed probably. You're probably contending in the Big Twelve. I think Baylor's a, a head above them. But I think they're ahead above everybody else for third. Yeah, I kind of think self, which is worth probably ahead. Yeah, I just think it depends on what your expectations are going into the season. If your expectations are they're going to repeat, repeat as champions, um, you're going to be very disappointed at the end of the year. If your expectations are that you know they could be a Sweet Sixteen level team, maybe if they you know, have some of the bounces go right, go Elite Eight or Final Four then your expectations are probably more fair. I think that's a great way to just live life in general. Probably have like reasonable expectations. If you have championship or bust expectations in any facet of your life, you're probably going to be disappointed. If you have reasonable expectations, you're mm-hmm. probably going to be a lot happier with your life because you won't be putting so many eggs in just one narrow basket. You've got to have a lot of different goals that are attainable and 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 be satisfied with that kind of thing. So Exactly. Great, great life advice there, John. Perfect. Thank you. All right, let's go Baylor here. All right. Now, before I get into mine, um, are you, who are you putting ahead of the other here? Baylor. Same. Okay, perfect. We're on the same page here. And the reason why I think we both have Baylor ahead is this team is loaded at the guard position. Um, you look at two of the returners last year, Adam Flagler and LJ Cryer. Flagler was like sixth man, seventh man on that national championship team and really uh, increased his role and played very well a year ago. LJ Cryer, he's probably he's probably the best shooter in the conference here. I'm looking at his three-point percentage, 46.8%. Um, he's kind of the guy, I think we had a, we created a video off of this, but we were talking about LJ Cryer because I think it was like December, we looked at the stat sheet and we didn't expect him to be like out of all their guards and all, all the good players. He's not the one you would put out as like oh he's their leading scorer but he somehow was and it's kind of how we talk about virginia and how like you always put like north carolina or duke as like the expected um best team in the conference in the acc but somehow virginia or florida state like just sneak in there that's kind of how lj cryo was a year ago he somehow snuck in and just would just average 13 half points per game they also get one of the top freshmen in the country uh in Keontae george um, six five guard, and he's gonna be playing a big role for them. Um, 
And then they have a couple other guards returning. Langston Love was a freshman in Euro. He had an early season. Did he play at all last year? Missed I can't remember his injury. Okay. So he tore up his knee, I want to say, right for the season. So we'll see if he can bounce back from that. Dale Bonner is another guard. Um, you know, you know, could have a he's not gonna give you too much, um, but just another body at the guard position. Um <clears throat> then you kind of go to like their post players, which you know, Baylor isn't really like the post players are there like play defense, get rebounds, but they do have some talented guys there. Uh, Flo Thamba and my joy, uh, my boy T-squared, Jonathan Chama Chachua. Your dog, it's your dog's boy too. Your dog loves T-squared. He he loves Jonathan Chama Chachua. Yeah, yeah. And then they also get Jalen Bridges coming over from West Virginia, who, if you remember, he kind of got thrust into a bigger role a couple years ago at um, West Virginia when uh, Oscar Sheboy left. Um, but he's not going to like fill up this, like the stat sheet where he's averaging 20 points per game or anything, but just another solid kind of fourth or fifth option for them. Um, but I think this is the best team in the conference. I don't know how they have Kansas ahead of Baylor in all the preseason rankings, but I think it's not going to take too long for Baylor to be, you know, in that national elite level conversation, which they already are, but ahead of Kansas. Yeah, I mean, they would have been they would have been a one seed in 2020 had the tournament not gotten canceled. They were by far the best team in the country in 2021. It was really between them and Gonzaga all year, and then they they punked Gonzaga in that championship game. I think safe to say they were far and away the best team in the country. They were a one seed in 2022, and had it not been for a couple of big injuries, they very well could have been playing for an, in another Final Four last year. You know, you missed you, you, L.J. Cryer missed the like second half of the year. Well, Chama they also Chachua. went up against a gauntlet of a team, too. Don't and Chachua was injured last year, too, late in the season. So you're without that, 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 that's not No, that's not important here. Okay. Like, it, Baylor's kind of a budding – I mean, they're kind of a dynasty here. Like, they're going to have a top-five team this year. I mean, this is this has been a heck of a run for Scott Drew and Baylor. Let's put it this way. If you're, you're really high on Baylor, I'm really high on Baylor. Let's look up in February, and Baylor's not as good as we thought. Why aren't they? What could potentially go wrong? I can only come with injuries. I feel like if this team is fully healthy all year long, they're not going to fall off. The only thing I'm worried about is, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but like last year, James Akinjo was pretty darn good at that point guard spot for them. I don't think Adam Flagler is as much of a point guard as he he's, he's more of a two looking mm-hmm. to go get buckets. LJ Cryer is, is kind of the same way. He's more of a two looking to go get buckets. I think Keontae George is going to be your primary facilitator, ball handler, initiator. I don't know if he's a pure point guarder. I think he's more of a combo, kind of looking like a more like a one point seven, probably closer to a two than a one. Yep. Maybe that's nitpicking, and, and I'm I'm stuck in too much of like the NBA two K where like guys have to play a certain position, and it's just like it doesn't matter because they're all like the offensive kind of like the flow will take over, and you don't need a point guard, so to speak. That's maybe the one area that I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm nitpicking because it's it's a team that I'm really, really high on. I, I think they're like three or four. They should be one of the three, four, five best teams in the country. I think they're going to be elite. That's maybe the one area where I'm like, I could see if this is something that hurts them, it's that their guards, it's like the, sh- the shot selection thing. Because yeah, but we saw it even in that game they lost to Carolina. Like some of the shots they take, like – they can make them, and sometimes that's almost the curse is that they can make bad shots, so they end up taking a lot of bad shots. Um, 
I don't know. I, I could see that being a thing, but like, I, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be awesome. I'm in on Keontae George. I think he's going to be terrific. Uh, I, I like, um, I love Flagler as well. He's, he's one of the best players in the conference. I think you also left out uh, Caleb Lohner. He was a good player at BYU Another did. another kind of depth, big guy. They've got a ton of depth, which I know we're not, we're not, we shouldn't freak out about. I don't know when Chama Chachu was coming back. I, I'm guessing he's back by like conference play. And you can probably slow cook him a little bit. I think there's a lot of like lineup, lineup flexibility and malleability where like they can play a bunch of guards with a big guy. They can play a couple big guys around. You can play Jalen Bridges probably at like the four. I'm guessing that's what they'll probably do. And then some combination of like those three guards. I just I, I like the squad. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be awesome. All right. So yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Um, let's see. Should we get into our predictions now? We should. All right. So I have Baylor winning it. Same. All right, and that was the Big Twelve preview. Yes. Right, no. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll let you go first because I think I took it last week. Um, who do you have as Player of the Year? <sighs> Slash your I first ranked, pick for our I teams. I tried to rank. I tried to rank my top twenty players. And I'm already steering from my ranking. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to, I'm actually, I'm not even going to stay consistent with my own board, which I don't know what that says about my ability to make a board, but I'm going to take Keontae George. He's a freshman. I think he's going to be the freshman of the year. I think he's going to be the player of the year. I see him in this Baylor system. I bet you he's like a 16 to 20 point a game guy, four assists, uh, three, four rebounds, I'm, I'm a believer. I don't usually love believing in freshmen. I have a feeling Keontae George, though, is going to be a rock star in Baylor for his one year. Okay. Um, I am going to go. I've got a couple guys I'm trying to pick between here. Um, good news is I get the wraparound on my team, so I can really you know, get the positions I want here. Um, yep. I'm going to go Jalen Wilson. I think he's going to be have kind of more like a two years ago type season and you know really step up a little bit. Um, he's going to have more of a role this year. So I'm going to go with Jalen Wilson. And like for Kansas, like we've talked about like Oshaya Baji and like they've had other guys who kind of just break out and, and are in that national player of the year type conversation. Could that be Jalen Wilson this year? Absolutely. I think it could. I mean, I think yeah. if I think he's probably the preseason player of the year in the league. I, I could definitely – I would not be shocked at all if he's averaging, uh, I'm rough guessing here, like 17 points, seven rebounds, a couple of assists. Uh, it's it's kind of the case for like almost all these guys. His three-point percentage last year was like 28. Can he get that to like 34, 35? Because if he can, I think he's going to be – he's a matchup nightmare. Yep. And then on the wraparound, um, let's see. I want to get a – because Jalen's probably my four. I want to get a. I'm gonna get a PG in there. I'm gonna get my boy Mike Miles in there. Who? Mike Miles. I like that. He was he was the guy that I had originally ranked number one, and then I went on Keontae George. So uh, I love that. I think one of those two guys is probably your preseason player of the year, Miles or Wilson. Yep. And I, I believe I, I I believe in Mike Miles taking the jump. I wouldn't be surprised if he averages twenty a game for TCU. Yep. All right, your turn. I will take Kevin McCuller. 
And and with Kevin McCullough, I feel like he can be like a he's kind of a Swiss Army knife. He could be like he played the one for Texas Tech. I feel like he could start at the four. He could start at the five. He could play the one. He kind of do it all. Like what position does Kevin McCullough even play? If oh, you were an NBA Live character, or a college two K or whatever, do they even make those games anymore? Uh not NBA Live. Do they make college two Ks anymore? No. I think right, I think they might be coming back though. Kevin McCullough play. SG. He'd be a shooting guard? Yeah. Okay. Well, I have Keontae George at SG, so I'm going to put him at PF. (laughs) Okay. And I will also take Tyrese Hunter as my PG. That's a good pick. It's a very good pick. He was the Big 12 freshman of the year last year. I think he'll be Texas's best player. Okay. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to go. I'm going to get my boy Timmy Allen in there. Um, nice little swing guy for me there. And then I'm going to get my shooting guard. And we talked about this guy might be thrust into point guard responsibilities, but I'm going to pick him for shooting guard. Adam, Adam Flagler. So far we have very much stuck to my board. I don't think we have anybody picked outside the top. Like how many picks have we made so far combined? Four for me, three for you. So seven, my top seven guys have all gone off the board. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll take Avery Anderson. Okay. He's my eighth guy. Okay. So he's he's kind of like a two three. So him and Keontae George and Tyrese Hunter are, are my three guards. I'll I'll just go with the three guard lineup. And at center, I need a center. I got some. There's good a couple like good that. options, and whoever you don't pick, I'm gonna pick. Yeah, I could take I could take IMAC. I could I didn't take Musa Cisse. I could take your guy Double T. I could take Osuni from Iowa State. I will take Fardaz Imac. I th- I'm I'm there's a chance that this blows up in my face and he takes a while to come back. But if he's back by conference play, I think he's like a fourteen and twelve guy for for uh for Texas Tech. Okay. Then you now now I actually have to pick one. I was hoping you'd pick one of mine and then I'd pick the other. Which one were um, you hoping I pick? Out of those two? You were hoping I'd take IMAC? No, I had O'Banner and Cisse identified. Oh, you could take um, O'Banner. I didn't take him. I know, but like that's what I was saying. I was hoping you would pick one of them so it'd make it easier on me. Oh, I see, I see, I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could have so, taken I'm going to go with Banner. Um, it's basically shooting versus defense, so I'm going to go with shooting. Yeah, my team's big. Well, no, yeah. not really. I got three guards. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then we got player of the year. Oh, no, we already did that. Freshman of the year. But you can't pick Keontae. All right, if it's not Keontae George, Who then is I believe it will be MJ Rice from Kansas. If it's not Keontae George, I believe it'll be Grady Dick from Kansas. I think he's going to have a big role there. One of those Kansas guys. Yeah. If it's not Keontae George. I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, that coach of the year. Who do I think is going Scott Drew. I just think uh, Baylor will be, will be head and shoulders above everybody, so they have to take him as the coach of the year. That's just a cop out. I don't like you right now. I'm gonna go Mark Adams. I love that one. I love Mark Adams. Yep. Fun part about these, especially when we get to the coach here, I just like pick a name, and I really don't have a reason for it. Well, you think Texas Tech will be good? Oh, okay, perfect. That must be your reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, that's our Big Twelve preview. Sorry, Biggs, my fiance, I believe, is expecting me to make food now, so I kind of get out, gotta get out of here. Tell her um, to make her own food. Yeah, no kidding. Like. Fend for yourself for one. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, so yeah, that's the Big 12 preview, and um, we're about you know nine, ten days away now, so we're getting very close. It's upon the us, next, John. The next one will be just kind of just some hot topic stuff. We're just going to look at college basketball, our expectations for uh, as a whole for the season, um, any big picture questions. Um, bigs will probably have like 12 of them, and we'll probably just go through those. So uh, see wait. you then. Yeah. Bye.